Hey, Adam. What's up? Is that Morse code you're sending me? No, it's Snarky Puppy. Huh. I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you with Tune Analysis Wednesday. Uh, we're not going to analyze this whole tune, Peter. This is no. Snarky Puppy's Lingus. We like it here. It is 10 minutes and 43 seconds long. That would be the whole episode. That would be more than that would have that would be like a three parter, <laughs> and you'll hear it land. Well, we did start it already, so in theory we could, but I think we want to really hit this great Corey Henry solo. Is what we're going to do solo analysis. Right? It's yeah, that's why we're, everybody's here right now. That's yeah. why this room full of hipsters is listening to this band <laughs> exactly. is for Corey Henry solo. With their solo. red beats on, that's they right. didn't even know it, but that's what it that's what it ended up being. But man, you know it's a good solo. Check out the view count. 17,722,817 views as of January 2019 for a jazz video. Right. And and um, see, I thought that was 17,722 with like 817 nah, extra votes. That's, nah. that's a bonafide 17 million. That's some virality, my friends. Yeah, this is as close to a hit as uh, anything like this can get. And it's yeah. and it's due large part in large part to this now famous solo. Right. Corey Henry yep. plays. And I remember, I actually remember the first time I saw this being like... What? I know. The first time people kept talking about it, I was like, come on. Then it had all these views. I was like, this is going to be sad. This is going to be... Not and sad. I was like, yeah. Well, it's so rare when someone has, you know, something of an original thought ever, yeah. you know, because everything under the sun has been done. And this was a really original solo. He's got such a original sound and such a great vibe. And uh, this captured it. Yeah. And yeah. it's and there's like a... You have to skip over about five minutes because there's a, quite a buildup before it even starts. So <laughs> we're definitely not going to have time for that. You are not. All right. Let's get into it here. Uh-oh. Some Red Beats headphones about to fall off. They're getting excited. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't checked out the video, the video is great. There's a bunch of folks in a huge studio. Yeah. Like it's listing. Chilling. Yeah. yeah. Some trying to be groovier than others. stop you there yeah 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 <laughs> uh so uh someone one of our open studio members asked uh, if we could do like a, a analysis of just that section yeah just yeah, the yeah. section before he hits the other synth right and you know i did a bit of a of a uh, harmonic analysis and rhythmic uh, somewhat i didn't like detail it out or whatever right. but just try to figure out what i think he was thinking yeah and i'm not sure if he could tell you exactly like like harmonically, yeah. I think he's going off things, shapes he's hearing. Yeah, I, I think so too. You know, I don't think there's any like, like, oh, this is the uh, structural no. harmonic theory he's using. I think he's going for a sound and he knows those shapes are going to give him that sound. And he knows if he goes here, uh, definitely some leading tones in the, in the top voice. Yes. For sure. He's, I think it's very melodically driven in a way. Definitely. You know, I, I didn't catch that right at the beginning, but I think... The more that I that I check it out, and there's a real structural element uh, to how he does this, b based upon that 
you know, there's that bass line with that odd kind of groove dun, going dun, on that's got dun, nothing to dun, do with dun, what he's dun, doing, dun, yeah. seemingly. Yeah, yeah. But that, like, kind of sets off, like, structurally, there's the architecture there, and then before he goes to the other synth, it's like, this is a section, and it's a complete musical thought that's really brilliant. It's true, and it's a great, it's a great lesson, too, especially for something like this repetitive ostinato that, you, like you said, is going on underneath him. Yeah. There's no harmony to it. Yeah. There's just this straight rhythm that doesn't change, and yep. you have... So much more freedom in those moments than you think you do. That's right. You always do. You can. He might be playing to some kind of meter in his head. Yeah. It sounds like some kind of like quarter note triplet meter, maybe. Right. He could also. He might just be playing freely over it and trying to and finding his and like listening to that ostinato, finding his way back to the one every time. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's something kind of almost in between. In between. Like yeah. there is a there's a groove. I don't want to make up a totally new term, but like flow groove almost. Yeah, I know exactly. There's definitely a flow, and there's like a structure as far as the phrasing that, that that gives this section its own little architecture. And then of course, there's obviously a lot of really interesting, some very kind of traditional harmonic things he's doing, almost like block chord esque. There's right? gospel harmony in there for sure, but he's not gospel. using it in like a traditional no. like in the place you would normally use it. Not at he's all. taking it out of the key. Yeah. And you get some of those voicings. You get yep. some of that harmonic movement. Always based on the melody. But I, I really like the the what did you say the flow the the, the uh, oh my brilliant new term that I forgot <laughs> no the uh, the groove flow or yeah something the groove like that? flow exactly. I I totally understand what you mean I think yeah. anybody who's done a lot of improvising like a lot a lot of improvising understands that there's moments where you are not even feeling like this is the pocket that's of the song right just that this is the pocket where I'm hearing everything right now and it maybe doesn't have anything to do with what's going on right and it sounds dope yeah and actually this kind of super structured like ostinato baseline groove with the drums and stuff i think is a perfect place to play like that because it gives you that immediate um kind of count rhythmic counterpoint to what's happening you know it sets it off there if he were just to play this on its own it still would be really cool but juxtaposed against that groove that's there i mean first of all it's totally unexpected to come in you know a lot of keyboard players would be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna play something like right in the groove which could be cool too with yeah. what's going on yeah yeah you know right in there totally but to float over it yeah and to totally great. float not even really go in and out of it to do something different that some somehow still fits because yeah. it's got such a complete musical thought to it what a great thing let's go back and hear that again yeah And all this leading up to it has a big, big impact as well. You know? That's why it's such a great choice. I mean, it's like an epic, you know, and a total breakdown. The bass player's like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and those are all just like 5-1 diminished things. Yeah. Super melodic.
before he got into these 16th notes, he was definitely implying some triplet four over three. three. Right. And then right when drums went to the rims, it's like the first time they're grooving together, yep. I think. So this is more like typically the way you'd expect somebody to start the solo, right. which would be cool too. Right. But what a nice, what a nice segue and build up. Uh. Ben, Ben. Jeez. And he's sliding in and out of the time in a really cool way with the melodies of the solo. Uh, but catching the harmony. Oh. Those are all just triads underneath him. Yep. That's such an important part of the solo because he he's he was burning da 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 da, yeah. and he broke it back down to almost what he was doing in the beginning, but it's yeah. more flushed out. Let's hear that again. And all the, what he's playing underneath is just harmonizing that melody with I think. I'm pretty sure it's just like second inversion triad. Yeah, you know? I think so, yep. Huh. Yep. <laughs> Triplet four over three. Practice your left hand too, folks. <laughs> That's right. It can come in handy sometimes. It really can. Two-handed, two-handed. Makes for nice moments. Yep. Someone let that kid eat something. <laughs> Back Whoa, to that. Straight triad. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Ridiculous. Yeah, man. That's some ridiculousness. And you know what's really cool? Like, he hit, you know, before he got to the real climax at the end, there was actually, I think, in a way, a high point of the solo when it got super intense, and he didn't go like he backed off for a little bit you know off the 16th notes thing and yeah. got like real basic but yeah. he was still within the groove it was ding 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 and it was like like little moments like that are really cool to check out when you it's a soul like this that you really like and you listen to it it's like when are the things that are a little bit unexpected and how do they set off what's coming later this has become a recurring theme in solo analysis wednesday it is this has yes. happened on a lot of these great especially more modern solos that yes. the longer they get you know, this solo is four minutes, four, yeah. four minutes, 15 seconds. 
that Herbie solo, that Pat Metheny solo, those were both longer solos. Yep. That you can't just build to some kind of like orgasmic climax every single you know time it's just pushing over. Right. Pulling back and and having those moments yeah. of reflection almost yeah, during yeah. your solo or or just pulling back the energy for yourself. You know, the band didn't pull back the energy. The no, no. The band was on the steady climb the whole time. They knew the trumpets were coming in eventually. You know yep. what I mean? And I think the way Corey pulled it off there was very sophisticated in that he pulled back, but because the band did in the groove, and there was no pulling back. I mean, the, the, the horse is out of the barn. Yeah. So he stretched things out in terms of the phrasing, but he didn't go back to the like kind of counter time or against the time or the flow groove or anything. Like he still, and he wasn't like, he actually brought the volume down a little bit, the intensity down, but the rhythm, like he was still in there with that. So it's like yeah. he chose which parts he was going to alter as opposed to pulling everything back where it might have sounded awkward. Totally like in the moment, sort of just hip musical decision. Uh, but it's the kind of thing that sometimes you can think about in the moment and so you can start to develop it as part of your playing and em emulate it from other great solos. And I like think this. it's what makes the solo as great as it is. You yeah. know, the 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 single note line, 16th note runs thing. Yeah. I mean, it's what he has is really great, but a lot of guys have that. A lot of guys yeah. have that yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. What sets this apart are those is really it's his it's his time feel. Yeah. It's those kind of, you know, that pulse of either quarter note triplets or sometimes like eighth note dotted yeah. eighth note like uh meters that he goes into yep. against the time yep. and syncopation really the syncopation it's like funk syncopation kind exactly. of exactly and it's and it's his ability to pull back in those moments yep. and be patient uh the free yeah, yeah sorry you can bleep that out but yeah, that yeah. that free stuff in the beginning is like ridiculously cool yeah and i mean you know as great as that is it's kind of like once you lay that down it's so innovative it's almost like i'm done so then you got to go into like like he put a bunch of different sections together with the solo yeah. in a way that was super effective where you had both it's almost like chapters yeah. you know to a story but it still had that trajectory I mean there's that clear demarcation point and part of it's because he's switching keyboards too and switching sounds and then there's a couple other demarcation points but yep. it, but it, but it was all done in a musical way and it was never like just a straight line there was always a few unexpected I mean of course you know it's going to build up because of the nature of how everybody's playing before it and because it starts out so open and the groove is there it's like way down you know it's going to go up there but he chose to make just a few interesting alterations to that straight line that, that I think really brought it together agreed yeah. Some things to note as a as a keyboard player or a pianist that he he didn't do. He very rarely just comped and then soloed. That right. happened a few times, but he did some things and and so this goes to what I bring this up because I think it's a really good lesson in having different sounds available, different mm. colors available, different textures available for you. So, you know, he obviously did the thing in the beginning where he's doing chords, you know, harmonizing those lines underneath. Yep. He did it again up top of the synth. Two hands, you yep. know, we said, don't sleep on practicing both hands for this very reason. It yep. gives you another gear. It gives you another color yep. to hit. And then he did more chords. He, he very rarely just played, you know, sometimes he just, just, just right hand, yep. you know, using some of the pitch. Yeah, it was a lot of different techniques without it sounding jumbled, I didn't think. You totally. know, he went through a lot of different. The other thing about the two-handed stuff on the keyboards, you know, some... Uh, lesser players will just trigger another sound, you yeah. know, an octave low or something. But don't be lazy like that. Yeah. First of all, you get a different sound because when no matter how good you are with your left hand, 
and the right hand, it's always going to be a little different. It's like you know having two violinists play together. It's never going to sound like doubled exactly one violin. I mean, unless you're Jeffrey Keezer, but unless yeah, well, Keezer has yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, when you get in, the, you know, then you get that humanity in the two different sounds. Totally. And then you know, so don't take the easy way out on that, or think you're gonna, just because you're playing a key. First of all, the piano you can't do that anyway. But um, yeah, good stuff. Really yeah, great. Corey. Great. Cool. Solo. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the suggestion. This was yeah. a suggestion by our listener. 17 million of our listeners suggested <laughs> this. Uh, this is from Josh from Australia. Thanks, Josh. This is yep. a great suggestion. We've had other folks. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> is that offensive? I don't know. I don't, I don't mean bit. that. I mean out of love. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, if you want to send us uh, a suggestion for either a solo analysis or an episode, you can go to youllhearit.com. You can also go to YouTube. You can go to YouTube and you can see a link below. We're getting our link game on. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, if you're on um, wherever you get your podcast, right, Andrew? <laughs> uh, you're going to be able to have links to, um, you know, various things. No, probably the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, Various things. You know, like uh, JC Penny catalogs. And <laughs> <laughs> Lillian Ver- Vernon catalog. Yeah, no, so um, links below. Check that out. Little little pithy show description. Those are always fun. Yeah, and uh, also uh, begs mentioning that uh, this podcast is brought to you by Open Studio. Wow. I, why, why are you going into your sponsorship voice there? Well, I just wanted to let people know that if they, they wanted to get some, some more information about Open Studio, they can go to openstudionetwork.com. Oh, that would be beautiful. We will meet you there if you go there. That's right. All right. Well, until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Bye.